you are tuned in to a fireside chat with Zany Mystic. Join us now on another exciting metaphysical journey. Relax, tune in, drop out, and take a seat by the fire as we explore new realms and possibilities. This is Magenta Pixie. You can find me at magentapixie.weebly.com. But now, here is Zany Mystic and guest. Enjoy the show. Greetings, and welcome to a fireside chat with a zany mystic. I'm your host, Lance White. Tonight, Fred Burks returns to the show uh, after having done one. Our first show was in 2006. We were just talking about that beforehand. Before resigning from the U.S. State Department in 2004, due to excessive secrecy demands, Fred Burke served many years as a language interpreter to, for, for presidents and other dignitaries. After receiving a wealth of eye-opening information on major cover-ups from respected friends and colleagues, Fred was inspired to develop wanttoknow.com uh, in October 2002. Uh, continually opening to divine guidance, Fred has dedicated himself to getting the word out about the cover-ups and to inspiring others to help transform ourselves and our world through love and empowerment. He is currently executive director and manager of the Peers Network of Websites and has created other inspiring websites. You can find out more at www.peerservice.org and www.wanttoknow.info, which is the most popular site. So let's welcome him to the show now. Hi, Fred. How are you? Hey, Lance, it's great to be here with you and your listeners. Oh, great, great. Well, you know, uh, I don't know how I found out about you in the first place, but it was surely surely an interesting story about uh, you not (laughs) wanting to sign the confidentiality agreement, and it it created quite a stir, didn't it? Yeah. You know, it was uh, quite fascinating, everything. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happened right around then that uh, led up to that that moment basically uh i i had um reported on uh president bush having some there was uh circulating around the internet that he had some stuff on his back that looked like he was being fed information during one of the interviews Ah. and so i actually sent out a, a message to my email list saying like yes i i suspect that could be true because i was in a meeting where he uh, seemed to be putting out information that there's no way he could know. And I figured uh. he must have been fed information in some way. Uh. And that message that I sent out went kind of viral, and uh, the State Department wasn't too happy about it. Well, that, that was true, though, right? Sure, sure. No, and I, I didn't get fired there, but that's that's just one of several things that happened. And finally, I it just came to a point where I was getting tired of all the secrets Secrecy, and I did not want to interpret lies anymore at the State of the Union oh, address. Right. I resigned. But, oh, I don't blame yeah. you. I wouldn't be in government if you uh, paid me a million dollars. Well, there's good places in government. You oh, know, I, I loved suppose. when I did the lower level interpreting. It was great work. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but uh, don't you feel that the corruption is uh, pretty uh, all inclusive at this point? Oh no, I, not at all. I believe that there are certain um, areas and places places that are corrupt, but there are many parts of government that are not corrupt that are doing really good work. Okay. Well, tell us about the corrupt ones. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some dirt on uh, some of the whistleblowers that you've uh, 
uh, dug up and uh, tell us some of the things that we may not know about. Sure. Well, um, for anyone who's interested, you know, uh, basically, uh, once I found out all of the craziness going on, I started a, a whole uh, suite of websites. And the most popular website, which reveals kind of what's going on on the deeper levels, is uh, you can find it at wanttoknow.info. Mm-hmm. And it's dot info at the back dot com or org. Right. And if you go to that website, you'll find lots of fascinating information. You'll find out, you know, there's what we do is we use the most reliable, verifiable information to shine a light into the shadows, and then invite us all to work together to to create a better world for all of us. Mm-hmm. And what we have on there is things like we have a BBC News article that talks about um, plans of the U.S. military to, in quotes, provide maximum control, in quotes of the internet mm. and we have the document that shows that we have government documents that were released through the freedom of information act that show that the top pentagon generals once approved plans to foment terrorism and kill innocent civilians in major u.s cities think about that the top u.s generals signed off on plans and this is reported on the abc news website and we have the link there so you can see wow the top pentagon generals were approving plans to foment terrorism to uh, draw us into a war with Cuba. This is back in the 60s, and it was only because of the Kennedy administration uh, turned down those plans that it mm. didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right, and, right. And then we also have things like um, uh, CBS News reports on which um, uh, Sec- former Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld states uh, that the Pentagon cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. That's $8,000 for every man, woman, and child in the U.S. that the Pentagon cannot track. And that's uh, Rumsfeld himself admitting it, and it's reported on CBS News. So it's, it's things like this, that real reliable sources that you can go and check out and find out, hmm, there's some crazy yeah. stuff going on that most people aren't aware of. And uh, I imagine, too, that there were many anomalies on the 911 event that you were able to uh, verify. Yeah, we have a whole section on 9-11. If you go to the website at wanttoknow.info, along the top there's a black bar that lists all of the topics that we cover, and uh, 9-11 is one of the first. At 9-11 we have banking, there's a lot of health cover-ups, media, elections, energy, mind control. And uh, we also have a whole section that's um, inspirational material because we don't want people to just get so depressed with all the, you know, the shadow (laughs) stuff going on. We have some amazingly hiring stuff on near-death experiences, uh, all sorts of great stuff. Right. Well, those are wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, uh, things to study and, and uh, inspire, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what about uh, some of the things that we're going through right now? For instance, uh, is there anything that's come out about vaccinations and about 5G and uh, also about um, uh, transhumanism? Yeah, um, we don't cover the transhumanism so much because that's kind of out there for anybody who's interested. We tend to cover stuff that's um, not getting out so much. And the vaccines, you know, there's such a strong knee-jerk reaction that comes and clamps down anybody who claims to say that vaccines don't always work. Mm. So, yeah, we have a, um, a whole section on vaccines. Um, you probably know that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, is one of the top advocates and this is a, a you know world famous lawyer, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., son of uh, Robert F. Kennedy, who was assassinated. 
And he's mm-hmm. come out strongly saying, not saying that all vaccines don't work. It's saying that vaccines are not being tested adequately. They are causing problems. And he even has pretty much proof, in my opinion, that vaccines do sometimes cause autism. Mm-hmm. And you can find mm-hmm. that information on our website. If you, um, We have a, a, a little search bar at the top of the website. And if you type in there, uh, vaccines, you'll, you'll get lots of great information on that. And same mm-hmm. thing with 5G. You can type in the 5G. Uh, we don't have quite as much as on the vaccines, but we've got a lot of information showing that 5G uh, can be very damaging to some people's health. And it's uh, there's a lot of scientific studies. And again, we're using reliable sources that show, whoa, we're moving way too fast on this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, were, did you ever run across any uh, articles or books that talked about the intentional infect- infection of uh, people in the San Francisco and New York uh, areas in 1982 uh, through the hepatitis B vaccination study with the HIV virus. Yes, I have run across that, and I think we do have it somewhere on the website. Oh, okay, I have good. to do a search and find it. Yeah. Oh, good, good, wonderful. Yes, yeah, was certainly that was a big thing, and it, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it's a verifiable information too. Yeah, I was one of the people. <laughs> No way, you were. Yep. I wow. had gone into, I got into the clinic for, uh, you know, something else, and uh, it turned out to be nothing. And I saw all these posters about the hepatitis B three-month study. You'd get a vaccination and then blood work and vaccination the second month at the same day, you know, each month, mm-hmm. and then the third one. And I thought, well, gee, I get free doctor's visits and uh, blood work and all that. That's well, nothing wrong with that, uh, sure. doity-doy. and. Yeah. Uh, Right. So I um, discovered that uh, my doctor let it out that uh, he said, oh, well, we know exactly when you got infected with HIV. He said, because the first tube was negative. It was the second tube that was positive. And there was no way that I could have contracted it because I wasn't having sex at that time. And Mm -hmm. uh, the only way it could have come to me is through the vaccination study. Uh, and wow. I had a friend who used to, was a very smart guy. Uh, he later went on to become a porn star, but uh, he was still a smart guy. And uh, mm-hmm. he uh, would talk to, about these things to me, and he was, in, he was like an intellectual. And so he uh, woke me up to a lot of things, including that particular study that had, yeah. uh, you know, been giving uh, gay men, I guess, mainly, uh, HIV in New York, and, mm-hmm. and I think Amsterdam was also another city that uh, was being used. Right. But yes, uh, and so there's suspicion that this was actually on purpose. Well, of course, of course. How could it be otherwise? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It was no accident. And then you know, Bayer, one of the things you'd appreciate. Go ahead. Bayer UK uh, was another one that got caught with their pants down, and mm. uh, they had, were sent out vaccines to hemophiliacs, I think, Um, and Uh they had, uh, that was in, uh, they were supposed to go to the United States, the vaccines, and instead Mm -hmm. they pulled them and and sent them to Europe because they knew that the HIV virus was in it live, and they didn't want to lose the money, and they knew that the United States would uh, cause too much of a stink, so they they sold them in Europe, and then, of course, they had a class action lawsuit, and then they had to admit that they did it because they didn't want to lose the money. Well, that's, you know, at least they were fairly honest about it, but, uh, you know, it makes you wonder if uh, what else is in these vaccines 
And yes. why couldn't they put anything, any kind of uh, infection in there? Chemtrails is another one that they put bacteria in. They analyze chemtrails and they have bacteria and uh, pneumocystis and all kinds of weird shit. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, um, I'm just, I'm just as I'm talking to you, I'm looking at my computer and I have the want to know info website up, and I found the article that um, written by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Oh, and he talks uh, about uh, he found the documents. He's got the the documents on. Uh, a meeting that happened in two, June of 2000 huh. where top government scientists and health officials got together at a place called the Simps- Simpson Wood Conference Center. Huh. And it was done in complete secrecy. And they assembled to discuss a disturbing new study that raised alarming questions about the safety of a host of common childhood vaccines uh-huh. administered to infants and young children. Wow. And of course, this is, they were routinely using thimerosal then. Uh-huh. And um, they were saying that thimerosal, according to these studies, their own internal studies that were they were keeping secret, appeared to be responsible for a dramatic increase in autism. Oh. But this is his, here's what he writes in quote. But instead of taking immediate steps to alert the public and rid the vaccine supply of thimerosal, the officials and executives at Simpson Wood spent most of the next two days discussing how to cover up the damaging data. Oh. And this well, was reported in the Boston Globe. Wow. Well, that's pretty yeah. amazing, you know. Yeah. And you know, this is just one of many articles that just show there's so much, um, you know, and uh, again, uh, Kennedy and myself even are not saying that all vaccines are bad. We're saying that the adjuvants that, that they add to them are never tested. The adjuvants right. are the extras that, you know, besides the, the, whatever the, the vaccine active component is. Right. They add other things like as preservatives and for whatever reason. And mercury um, for whatever reasons. I think that's a preservative, but it's also a poison to the body. Yes. And so that's the danger with these vaccines is that they're not testing them, and they're not even testing vaccines very well, period. Right. Well, they uh, never did really, did they? uh, You know, I, I don't know. I'm sure there have been some studies that look good, and you have to really check who's sponsoring the studies, who's paying for them. Right, who's right. doing the statistics, which can be manipulated. But one thing that a lot of people don't know is that you can go to the U.S. government website on this. Um, it's uh, hrsa.gov website, and they have a section on vaccine compensation. And I actually oh. was just there today, just by chance, a little bit ago, and, and I have this quote that they, they have there. It says, since 1988, over 20,428 petitions have been filed with the VICP, that's the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, with 6,430 of those determined to be compensable. Oh. It states the total compensation paid over the life of the program is approximately $4 billion. Wow. Another huge fact people don't know, the government has paid $4 billion in um, injury costs to victims of uh, vaccines. Mm. And that you can find on a U.S. government website. Wow. So that's the kind of stuff we have on wanttoknow.info where you can actually click through. We have a link to that government page where you can actually go and read it for yourself because, you know, we don't expect you to trust what we have. Right. And you have extremely reputable sources that are used to back up your stories. Uh, yeah. So it's not like you're looking at, uh, you know, some podunk little uh, reporting agency out of uh, oh. Iowa or something. No offense to right. Iowa, well, that but... said, we all know that, that nobody is 100% uh, 
clean and speaking the truth. Right. That, you know, even the major media sometimes lie, government documents can lie. Right. But if they're reporting something that doesn't support their own interests, like some of these articles, like uh-huh. it's not in the Boston Globe's interest to be talking about this stuff about vaccines because uh, some of their sponsors have vaccines. Ah, right, right. That gives a, a greater credibility to the articles like this. Right, conflict of interest. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. and then what about, uh, I'm sure you must have something in there about the uh, the uh, people, the bankers who created the Federal Reserve, which is a uh, banking uh, institution and not a government institution. And, sure, uh, yeah. You know, okay, good. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah that's we've got a whole section on banking. Yeah. I imagine there's a lot I don't know that I haven't looked at. <laughs> it's just... Oh, there's, there's a whole whole ton of stuff. Um, oh, bad. You know, as far as banking goes, a lot of people don't know there's some really excellent information out there. Um, a PBS did an incredible documentary oh. in 2012 called Money, Power, and Wall Street. Oh. And it's amazing. It goes into what really caused the financial meltdown and all of the manipulations and top players. And here you find none of these people go to jail. You may know that the only bankers um, in the world, pretty much, that went to jail um, were in Iceland. Iceland, there was a whole public revolt where they put their bankers all in jail, but nobody else put pretty much any of their bankers in jail. Oh. In spite of incredible corruption uh, that happened there. There's another um, PBS documentary called The Ascent of Money, which is fascinating. talks about sort of the hidden history of money in our world and how it's led place where we are now. And you can find all of these on the, if, if you go again to wanttoknow.info, the black bar across the top and it says banking. You click there and you'll, it'll take you to our banking information center where you can find all of this stuff. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I see it right now. Very mm-hmm. interesting. What's one of the yeah. most uh, shocking uh, stories that you have come across over the years? Well, this shocking, and you have to say the mind control is the most disturbing and shocking stuff because you start finding out what they're doing with mind control, and it's just, ooh, it's it's not pretty. Well, now, and <laughs> most people are not going to spend much time looking at that, but yeah. it's good to be educated. You know, again, you go to the black bar at the top of one okay. info and click on mind control, and okay. you'll find all sorts of stuff, including government documents, declassified government documents proving that uh, the whole Manchurian candidate program is real. Oh, yeah, for those right. And how people have been programmed to be super spies, to be sex kittens who go and compromise politicians and are better yep. used to blackmail. There's lots of information to support all of this. Yeah, absolutely. And that there are mind control devices that are going on 24 hours a day. Yeah, that they've actually developed... Um, using electromagnetic spectrum ways to influence human behavior. That's a yep. whole other aspect of mind control. Right, right. And then, of course, you have the tablet. Of course, microchip, microchip implants have oh, become right. incredibly sophisticated, and they can inject hormones into your system and cause all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, it's pretty uh, uh, it's frightening when you start to open that box and go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, it can. Yeah, and so that's why you know we're talking about a lot of dark stuff. And if, at the bottom of every page of Want to Know that info, you'll see there's a, a blue box that says "Overwhelmed by this material," and you click there, and it'll give you some uh, 
refreshing ways to look at this because we don't want to just shine a light into the shadows and get people all upset and angry. Show you yeah. that we can act, we are, so we can and are doing things about this, and there are so many good things happening in our world to expose all this. The fact that we even have the internet now where anybody can go and look at this information and prove it for themselves, that's huge. 30 years ago, none of this could come out. So it's, it's really quite exciting, all of the amazing stuff happening and everything that you can learn if you can be discerning in how you do your research. Right. And that's been a key for me as to how do you uh, discern truth from a lie. And it's very difficult sometimes, but you have to always be cautious. You have to be skeptical. Um, and yet at the same time, you have to draw some conclusions and look at what's really happening. Right. And that's what Want to Know is all about, is the, like how to help people see the reliable sources so that they can put together a picture of what's going on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. One of the most exciting ones is, and I you're, know you're interested in this too, is the whole UFO cover-up. Oh, and that's yeah. Really kind of fun. Um, you know, some people, of course, think you know UFOs are a bunch of crock, but actually, uh, we've got tons of information showing that you know the UFO presence is real. That uh, there are other civilizations watching over us and kind of making sure that we don't destroy ourselves. Oh. Um, there's numerous military witnesses who have testified publicly and it's been reported in the major media that they've seen uh, you know, ET craft shooting and, and, and shutting down our nuclear missiles. And what oh. kind of message is that? If they're shutting down the nuclear missiles, uh, it's a pretty clear message that they don't want us messing with this stuff. Mm-hmm. One gentleman uh, within the Air Force uh, talks about uh, that there was actually an attempt to send a an atomic bomb to the moon as a test, and that apparently shot out of orbit by by the ETs. They oh. don't want us messing with stuff beyond the Earth confines. Right, right, right. They were going to uh, load the, the atomic bomb on there. <laughs> Uh, for some strange reason, and uh, didn't I, didn't we hear that the the uh, when they did send something up that uh, hit the moon that it rang like a bell? Yes, they did uh, drop something very large and heavy from one of the modules, and when it hit the moon, they had the seismic instruments all set to pick it up, and they discovered that the moon was much much lighter, and that either it had a very porous core or it could be even hollow. By the way, yeah. it literally rang, as you said. It just sort of echoed back and forth. Yeah. Well, I think David Icke talks about it being hollow. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, people who have been on in, on the inside uh, do mention that uh, it has been, uh, that it is a uh, eye-in-the-sky kind of thing. There's a lot of strange anomalies about the moon. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. The only satellite, and there's, a, there's a, over 100 moons among all the planets, and it's the only one that always has one face towards the Earth. Well, that had to be uh, constructed that way, you know? I, that's how I feel about it, that it it had to be a technological device. Well, you know, I'd never say 100% certain, because it could just be, you know, by chance. But, yes, it definitely raises lots of questions. And if you, you explore some of the other strange anomalies, like the, the distance, the fact that an eclipse happens perfectly, there are very few moons um, anywhere that cause eclipses in the same way the Earth does, where the, the moon perfectly covers the sun. None of the other satellites like perfectly cover the sun like that. So it's, yeah, that's right. Just really well, and then, if you um, look up moon anomalies, you'll find a lot of strange things. Hmm. 
I heard an interview with John Lear once, and he was uh, an insider on a lot of that stuff. And he was talking right. about the um, the side that we see uh, of the moon with uh, the craters and all that is either a projection or a hologram. And uh, the other side is a very much Earth-like and has, uh, you know, dirt and some uh, foliage and water and things like that. Mm. And that the corporations wow. have been mining it 24 hours a day. Interesting. I have not heard that. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm a little skeptical, but I just I don't believe everything John Lear says. Though I know he's you know he's the son of Lear who never right. lived yet. Right. But um, I'm sure he's onto some stuff. But you know, people like this they get fed misinformation too. Well, that's so this possible. is why I tend to be skeptical of everything and say it could be true, but uh, I haven't heard of that, and I'd need more evidence than just what John Lear says to, to right. believe that. Right. And then, of course, uh, there's been more than one account from uh, people who have been, uh, theoretically have been to the moon, uh, who have said that the Greys have a base on the far side. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a uh, obelisk that is uh, has some strange characters on it, and that they're there for some reason, and that, you know, basically everybody stays away from them. Yeah, I have heard this, and it's coming from some semi-reliable sources, but I have not seen any really solid evidence. So you won't find that stuff on UFO, because we want really solid evidence we're going to report on stuff. Now, uh, Laura Eisenhower talks about uh, a base being on Mars, and so does, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh, the lawyer. Basiago? Yes. Um, Andy Basiago, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that was a very realistic story about the Project uh, Pegasus, you know, being co- funded by the Vatican and DARPA, which was time co- mm-hmm. time travel uh, 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 experimentation. And it was interesting to think that the Vatican might be interested in the time travel. Maybe they wanted mm-hmm. to go back and see uh, Jesus when he <laughs> and right. take some quotes, you know. But... Uh, you know, they're involved. They're heavily involved with saying things that uh, you would think that only a defense agency would be involved with. But uh, yeah, well, again, you know, Andy uh, Basiago and Laura Eisenhower. I like they're both cool people. Um, I've actually met Andy personally. Got to interview him for a few hours. Mm. And uh, Laura, I did an interview with her. And still, I don't consider them totally reliable sources. I, I listen to what they say and I give it some credit, but. I'd need more. What I have found that's really fascinating, in fact, I'm just going to be reporting on this on our email list. And by the way, we have an email list where we send out two emails a week. Uh And on hopefully this coming Friday, I'm going to have an email that goes out about, um, the title is Hyperdimensional Science, Top Secret Projects, Then Concepts of Reality. Because now there have been documents released that show amazing stuff that the the government is secretly investigating. Um, uh-huh. Invisibility cloaking is the title of one paper, and we, we actually got it, got access through the uh, Federation of American Scientists, which is a great organization. They got the uh, documents declassified. Uh-huh. You can read about how they're studying invisibility cloaking. Read another one. The title of the document that we got is "Traversable Wormholes, Stargates, and Negative Energy." So you're talking about time travel and traveling through large distances very quickly. Wormholes, um, this fascinating paper. Another um, a paper is titled Warp Drive, Dark Energy uh. and the Manipulation of Extra Dimensions. And these are written by Ph.D. Uh, physicists 
who are working these secret government programs, and we've got these documents declassified. So I'm, I'm looking forward to sending out this uh, summary on oh, all yeah. this stuff. And we downloaded the, the key studies, and you read them. These are like amazing studies, and the stuff they're doing is uh, pretty out of this world, quite literally. Wow, and uh, you get those by signing up for the for the uh, alerts. Is that how does, where is that? Yes, if you go to want to know that info, there is at the very top left. Uh, uh, if you're on a laptop, it says huh? subscribe free. Oh, okay. And if you just click on that button, you can subscribe ah. to our email. We send uh, out in general about uh, two emails a week. Oh, that's perfect. And, I can handle that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Most people don't want too many, so we try to keep it all keep the numbers down. Well, that's but good. Uh, it's got some pretty fascinating. People tend to love it. We've got uh, what almost fifteen thousand subscribers now. Well, I'm going to add my name to that list right now. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, you'll want to get this one coming Friday and, and look at these documents. It's oh yeah, that's fascinating. fascinating. Talk about yeah. time travel. I've known, even though I haven't reported it on Want to Know because it's it's not strong enough. I've heard from so many sources that time travel is the thing that so many people that are in these deep black projects are interested in. And that yeah. they've actually had success at doing some forms of time travel at various places. Yeah. Um, again, oh, I, I don't have the documents to prove this, yeah. but I've heard it from enough sources and uh, seen some stuff myself that it's kind of like, wow. Yeah, amazing I'm stuff. pretty sure that that's a reality that uh, <coughs> exists. And yeah. been, wow, yes. You know, it's just it seems like one of those realities that's inevitable. In fact, uh, almost any reality you can imagine is probably true uh, somewhere, somehow. <laughs> Somewhere, at least in our imaginations, if we can create it, then we've created the, the energetic imprint of that reality anyway. Right. Well, we do time travel all the time when we walk, uh, walk around on the planet. We're literally right. traveling from place to place in time. <laughs> and yet another fascinating thing is we're actually always in the now. Yes. There's only this eternal moment forever. Yes. You can't so escape it. That's a good, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, because uh, we do tend to uh, live in our imaginations and have one foot in the future and one in the past and pissing on the present, yeah. as they say. But well, yeah. uh, the present is the only time so you can be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you really get this and you realize that, you know, if you feel damaged by your past, mm. that the past is not now, here, it, obviously you're feeling the effects of something that happened in the past. Mm. But there's a way, if you really get into this being in the sacred moment, that you can start to free yourself of past damaging uh, incidents and mm. also of your anxiety about the future. Mm -hmm. So many mm -hmm. people are anxious about the future. And yet if you realize that the future is never here, it's always there, and you're worrying about something that doesn't isn't there yet, and yet there is this present moment. Mm -hmm. And I find in my own life, the more I really just surrender to like, wow, there's only this moment, which doesn't mean I don't plan for the future and all that stuff, but that this is it. And when I live solidly in each moment, then the past and the future don't have so much effect and I can really enjoy life a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. That's absolutely true. <clears throat> but Lance, I feel like... Um, because you are your your handle is the zany mystic, I have to mention also that um, I do have a website um, that's all about sort of mystics, mystic stuff, which oh, I, I love oh. that too. Oh, where is and, that and located? That one, that, it's uh, divinemystery.net. Oh, divinemystery.net. Okay. Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, mystery. Oh, divine mystery. Okay. 
Let me check that out. And it's it, the subtitle is Mystical Musings of a Spiritual Explorer. Oh. And there's all sorts of fun articles um, that, that I personally wrote or found, um, like one's titled, Who Created God? Uh, oh, boy, that's and a big one. That, you know, you know you think, well, where did God come from? You know, I do believe we all came from one source, you know, call it God, call it all that is, whatever it is, but where did that source come from? Who created it? Uh-huh. And of course, no answer. But the the exploration of it is is fascinating itself. Yeah. yeah. And then there's other uh, articles like, "What is consciousness? Like, what is this thing that is consciousness that is us?" I have an article on the veil between the worlds, uh, feminine and masculine uh, archetypes. Uh, there's a great transformation table there, and some other stuff. Oh, nice, nice. Because, um, you know, I, the thing is, I, I, I like to take the meta view that even all of this shadow stuff is actually important for us to grow. Uh-huh. If life was all, you know, easy and we lived in the Garden of Eden and you just take fruit off the tree, it, you really tend to not grow much. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I'm very much the personal and spiritual growth. And so we need the shadow to be here to kind of give us the, the kick in the butt uh-huh. that we need to learn and, and look at our own shadows. And you, you may share my belief that the uh, the external, to a large degree, is a reflection of the internal. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, one of the things, one of the things I know is like I've come to a place where I really enjoy life. I know there's crazy stuff going out there, going on out there, and I'm doing my best to stop the destruction and people yeah. being hurt. But at the same time, knowing that I'm doing my best, I just enjoy what I have, and there's like so many amazing blessings in my life. You know, I. We have hot running water here that I can take a shower with. I cook on this stove so easily. The, my poop gets, gets sucked out, and I don't have to do anything about it, sucked into this whole system. These are incredible blessings that we have that we just take for granted. And I've, I personally have many wonderful friends that, that we're all committed to loving and supporting each other, even when stuff comes up. So uh, it's possible to live, I believe, heaven on earth in this planet right here and right now even though there are those who live in a hell, you know, that right. sometimes it's a self hell or they might be in a war zone and it's life can be really uh, terrible too. Right. Some would say that was all choice. You know, I think that's to say that it's all choices. You know, if you were born in a, a war zone, did you really choose that? You know, maybe your soul choice chose it, but you did not consciously choose or to, to have, let's say you had a, a, a parent who abused you sexually or physically. Did you really consciously choose that? Mm-hmm. No. Maybe you know, your soul did because you could see it would be a, a good life learning lesson. But I don't want to go to tell somebody who's been abused by their parent, oh, you chose this, so you know, it's, it's, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, that card gets overplayed, if you want to call it that. Right, right. Right. Uh, so what are some of the other things that are coming up in the near future that you thought are probably interesting? Well, um, I, I'm just excited. There's so many great things happening in our world. And, and this is one of the things, even though I do cover all the, the shadow stuff, I love um, helping people to see all of the, the wonderful things happen. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, earlier this month, one of the, the emails I sent out was titled, Why I'm an Eternal Optimist. <laughs> Okay. And um, it's, it's, I, even though I'm finding out some of the deepest, darkest stuff going on on our planet, I'm totally optimistic that we're going to somehow turn it around. 
and I give some amazing examples of all the great things going on in our world. You think about the colorful musical festivals and dances that are blossoming all over the world, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like a manifestation of our collective desire to to come together and celebrate in, in love and harmony. It, there, I, you may have been to some yourself. I, I, I go to and people just get into this wonderful, loving vibe that I know radiates out to the planet. Mm-hmm. And then there are things like um, breath work, which is becoming much more uh, common now. People are realizing you can use your breath to get into these altered states where you access um, higher knowledge and, that you can bring into your life and, and heal past traumas. Uh, and then speaking of healing past traumas is the sacred medicines. You know, they're now it's... Um, Ecstasy will likely be approved for treating PTSD in the United States by 2021. Wow. That's, that's uh, interesting. Well, it F- is a... FDA uh, has, they're having so much success with healing PTSD in their trials. They're now in, in stage three clinical trials, which is the last stage. And well, the, the earlier stages have uh, literally a 60 to 70% cure rate. We're not just talking about improvement. Improvement hmm. rates were... 90%. Cure rates of PTSD, which is not curable by any other means that we know, right. um, is, is uh, 60 to 70%. So the FDA itself is fast-tracking um, ecstasy for treating that. Wow. And ketamine found that it can be used to help depression, and that's actually being now, it's already legal to, to do that, a form of ketamine. Oh, that's interesting. So these kind of things are just really exciting. Oh, and then there's all the... Uh, thriving intentional communities around the planet that are doing some amazing stuff. Uh, can you uh, name a few? <laughs> sure. The, the, the most impressive ones that I actually have visited myself, there's two in, in Europe. One is an uh, Italian spiritual community called Dominher. Huh. D-A-A-N-H-U-R. And they've got just amazing stuff going on there. Um, really vibrant people. There's 600 members in this community that live spread out through a valley um, about half hour north of Turin. And they're, they're, they're just on it. They're living a whole new paradigm. And you go there and you can just feel it. And the people are... There's another community called Tamara, Portugal, um, which is... Uh, the focuses on beauty and you see beauty everywhere. Tamara is a little bit rustic. And it's about 150 people living together. Both of these communities were like uh, 20 to uh, Domner, I guess, like 40 something years now, and Tamara, like 25. Yeah. And uh, Tamara has great schools for their kids. And they're, again, they're living this whole new paradigm where they welcome conflict as a means of growth. And they have these wonderful tools that they've developed for dealing with conflict. And again, the people at this place were just so vibrant. I was just so impressed. And people don't even know these places exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The whole movement towards uh, intentional communities is, is another just exciting thing going on in our world. Huh. Well, of course, in, the, in our day, we had communes, right? Yes, and, and you know the interesting thing about the communes is you know, it was the first wonderful attempt, but most of them fell apart because right. they found that communes tended to either have to have a strong leader who then became... Uh, there's a problem with once they were gone, what would happen? Or sometimes they would get consumed by their own power. Mm-hmm. So a lot of communes didn't make it. There's a right. few that did. Um, and some of them, you know, are doing well. But it's it's not easy. We humans tend to have enough problems, all of us, that when we come together and live in community, it can be challenging. Oh, for sure. For it's sure. Like, so impressive. 
Amera, because they have developed these amazing tools for dealing with conflict that is really making it work there. Oh. Well, it would be nice to see more of that rather than more mind control. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, well, it's interesting. Mind control, too, is that the same techniques that they use to control through mind control can also be used to heal and transform. Huh. For instance, a lot of mind control, the Manchurian candidate thing is done through drugs and hypnosis. And you can also use drugs and hypnosis to reach these incredible um, healing states and enlightened states. Uh-huh. So, you know, most of this, this stuff, is they're just tools. And the tools can be used to control and dominate, or they can be used to heal and transform. Right, right. Um, and so when we all start focusing more less on all the craziness and really make a deeper commitment to love and support each other to the best of our capability, uh-huh. we're, I think we're going to see these tools starting to be used in, in wonderful... They're already being used in wonderful ways. I, I find this very exciting. Um, one of the things that I uh, see quite a bit of, or have seen quite a bit of recently, is the uh, well one one of the rumors that's been going around for like a, uh, twenty years now and even longer because my father was saying it too <clears throat> was that money was worthless and uh, to demonstrate he'd pull a bill out of his uh, uh, wallet when he was drunk and then he'd pretend to wipe his ass with it and uh, <laughs> so that was a very a vivid oh, demonstration of the worthlessness of money but. He also knew about the Bilderbergs. And, uh-huh, interesting. Yeah, so when I was a little kid, I was told about the Bilderbergs. And, uh, wow. Yeah, I, I was a mini, uh, what's, his, what's that guy's name that uh, gets the horn? Uh, Alex Jones. Oh, wow, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, and he said the Bilderbergs on the world. And, and I guess in the Navy, where he was uh, uh, enrolled, uh, they had access to some of that information, and the people were talking about it, and he was one of the persons that really was a little ahead of his time. Uh, he wow. also believed in UFOs. And, uh, wow, so you you had the inside info when you were a kid. Yes, yes, and so all these years I have kind of waited for the other shoe to drop because we mm-hmm. know about uh, Babylon funny money and the the symbols on the dollar bill and all that stuff. And uh, you know your name being sold on Wall Street, and just a million and other one, a million and other uh, uh, things that are related to the banking industry, including right. the criminal uh, in, criminal uh, activities. And right. so, I, I, for all these years, I've been thinking, well, it's got to crash because you know at some point there's going to be uh, all this fake money, and it. It's not real, and people are going to wake up and realize that this it's worthless, and that only tangible assets have value. And but it just is. But it hasn't crashed, really. Yeah. And this is the amazing thing. My father was actually a conspiracy theorist too. He didn't know as much as your dad, but uh, I actually didn't buy into it. I thought because my dad was predicting when I was ten years old. He said with Nixon was just elected when I was ten, and he said, "Oh, by the end of his term, World War Three will have happened. Forget it. We're toast." You know, I was predicting the end of the world. Yeah, we all, and yeah. I, you know, by the time I was 15 or 16, I said, you know, the world has an end. Ended. Right. And to this day, my dad kind of preaches the end of the world, even though he's an optimistic guy, interestingly. Yeah. And, and yeah. yet I haven't seen it happen. And I don't think my own feeling is it's not going to be a huge crash. 
Right. I think the transformation is happening right now, and it's going to be a much more gradual thing than, than people would suspect. <laughs> right. You know, there, there are going to be bumps, you know, like the whole banking crisis of 2008 and all that. Things like that will continue to happen. But it's, I think it's, it's actually bumping us towards a whole new way of living that's, I think, very exciting. Well, now, <clears throat> well, yeah, you've seen the upstarts of the, uh, uh, those, uh, uh, what do you call it, the, um, uh, the money that's, uh, the new money that's uh, floating around. Uh, oh, yeah, cryptocurrency. Yeah. Uh, so what yeah. do you think about all the different forms of that that are coming out? And what, it apparently has no uh, foundation on anything real, as far as I can tell. You think that's just well, a... You know, nothing has a nothing intrinsically has value. It's the value that we give it, right? 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 And it's it's like if it's used like there are things like silver is very useful, or gold actually can be useful in some processes, and platinum. Uh, so that gives them some value. But the more demand there is, the more value it, valuable it is. It's simply a supply and demand. If humans weren't here, they would have no value. The animals don't care about silver and gold, right? So it's it's the same, you know. And our paper money it used to be a peg to to gold, and then they let it float. And so it's it's all a game. And you know, money is simply a tool that can be used for good and bad, in my in my opinion. And yes, there's it seems to be that the cryptocurrencies are another way of creating money. As you you and I know that the Federal Reserve creates this money out of thin air, and the Federal Reserve is not federal nor a reserve. You can <laughs> right. go look on the want to know that info to find out more about that. Um, but yeah, cryptocurrency could um, really pick up some uh, steam. There's so many different ones out there right now. Of course, Bitcoin is the most well-known, but uh, it'll be very interesting. There are many people, and I suspect, who predict, and I suspect are true, that the cryptocurrency uh, could become a major currency of the future, if not the major currency. Mm. Interesting. And some people think that's terrible. You know, like you probably know Catherine Austin Fitz, who's one of my heroes. Oh, she yes, I like her quite a bit. I like her a lot, but I don't agree with her on cryptocurrency. Um, <laughs> right. But everything else, Catherine <laughs> Austin Fitz, for those who don't know, F-I-T-T-S, uh, former Assistant Secretary of Housing and Urban Development under George Bush the first, And she is just uh, an economic uh, genius. Yes, uh, yes. And she's just amazing. She's got a website, Solari.com, and she is onto all the stuff we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so cryptocurrencies are just—it's a really intriguing. You know, where is it going to bring us? Is it something you know planned by the elite, as Catherine Fritz believes, or as many others believe? Maybe it's just the wave of the future. Then we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Right. But I want right. to get, get back. You mentioned the Bilderbergs, and I'm sure there's a few people listening who don't know what the Bilderbergs are. Oh, and sure. I'll just of mention. If you go to wanttoknow.info, and as I mentioned, there's a black bar across the top. There's something, uh, one of the things says news. Mm-hmm. And if you put your cursor over that news, a, a drop-down menu comes up, and one of the things is secret societies. Oh. And you find that these secret societies play a major role. So if you go to that link under news and then secret societies, the very first article is inside the secretive Bilderberg group. Oh, and okay. it's actually an article on BBC News, and uh, it, it's in the article. I, you know, I have it right here in front of me. It's uh, one of the quotes: "Is one group, the Bilderberg, has often attracted speculation that it forms a shadow, shadowy global government." It also says Bilderberg meetings often feature future future political leaders shortly before they become household names. 
Bill Clinton went in 1991 while still governor of Arkansas. Tony Blair was there two years later while still an opposition MP. So this Bilderberg group is the, it's a gathering once a year of, I think, about 120 leading business people and politicians, the top business people and politicians from the world. And there is a lot of suspicion that this is where they kind of plan out what direction the, let's call it the power elite, wants our world to go. And so if you go to the stage, you find BBC News reporting on that. There's other top secret groups. Um, people have heard of Skull and Bones. You may remember in the election, what year was it, 2004, President Bush and John Kerry were running against each other. They're both members of the Skull and Bones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And by the way, Skull and Bones only accepts 15 members a year. Mm-hmm. So how many members are there? And to have two presidential candidates... <laughs> One Democratic, the other Republican, coming from the same secret organization. Yep. And both of them, when asked about it, say, oh, we can't talk about it. Right. Yet it's known that you, you are more loyal to people in Skull and Bones than anybody else. Yep. So they're more loyal to each other than to their own parties. Hmm. And this was reported NBC hmm. News. You can read uh, Bonesman for President on that same link that I mentioned. <laughs> so now, you know, it's not just the birds. There's so many uh, secret... Uh, meetings and secret societies that play a key role that people don't know about. Right. Now, what about the uh, information on Antarctica? Because that seems to be a pretty uh, ongoing uh, investigation that there is some kind of uh, uh, technology, technological ship, for one thing. That's one story. And another, there's a a civilization uh, buried underneath there and that there are living aliens and I do know that the two of the uh, politicians that were sent to Antarctica just last year, I think, both uh, mm-hmm. basically were ran screaming from Antarctica. One was a heart attack, and one was something else. And uh, so I, I, I have a feeling that that's going to be a big breaking story at some point. Well, I'll be curious if it does. It'd be awesome. I, I'm certainly am following that. I have se- I haven't seen a lot of solid information. There is some very strange stuff. Um, you know, about oh, on election day, what someone, a top politician that everybody knows was in Antarctica on election day in the U.S. for ele- the president. And it's like, that's bizarre. They, they carry recently. Um, so there's clearly something going on there, but w- w- there's a lot of rumors um, and it's hard to find what I, the reliable, verifiable information. So we don't have a lot on that because I'm waiting for more specific stuff. Come in. But, uh, yes, from everything I'm hearing, there's some weird stuff going on there. Well, well I hope we do live long enough to find out. <laughs> and uh, It'll be interesting, yeah. You know, and if, there's lots of speculation, and some, it's, it's, if nothing else, it's fascinating fiction if it isn't fact. So it's, right. it's really cool stuff. Well, I kind of suspect uh, I, that uh, there are all kinds of things, uh, ancient artifacts buried uh, underneath yeah. various places that have not yet been discovered. Yeah. Yes, in fact, we have a web page on um, ancient ar- ar- archaeology. Uh-huh. So, if, again, if you go to that black bar and go to the news, okay. uh, under the drop-down menu, it has archaeology and history. And we've got some great stuff there, um, like a BBC News article talking about a lost city that could rewrite history. Ooh. And they, they found this city um, underwater, and it's, it's looking like, whoa, this is almost like Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Um, another lost city, another BBC article, lost city down beneath Cuban waters. What, and you know, why isn't this getting wide coverage? 
Um, well, that usually, <laughs> I usually come to the conclusion that there, you know, that there is a reason why. Well, people are afraid. They, I, I think, yes, the media avoids covering it, but people don't want their reality disturbed too much. Right. That's, That's right. Why the, the reason we, we put want to know on, as the title of the website is because there's a lot of people who really don't want to know. They're overwhelmed with their lives. They're living stress day to day. And it's like, don't tell me the world is more crazy than I thought it was. Um, but for those who do want to know, there's some amazing stuff out there. And, and uh, like I say, we, the want to know that info specializes in reliable, verifiable information. And you've got BBC News reporting here on these underground, uh, underwater cities that have been discovered. So uh, if you want to know, it's got some fascinating stuff. How about the underground city of Denver Airport? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's, there's definitely a huge bunker there, and that's that's pretty well established, and, and you can find the information to support it. Um, as far as, you know, is is the government actually planning for doomsday? There's good evidence of that. CBS had an amazing article right after 9-11 that they found out there's all these secret bunkers around the country, and CBS reported on it. You can find that on our website. So it does seem to be that there are many people who top people who, who fear that we are going to end up with an Armageddon scenario and are prepared by building these uh, big underground bunkers. Right, right, right. And, of course, the, uh, the whole planet is riddled with uh, uh, super-fast, uh, high-speed maglev trains that uh, cross, in, in the, cross the continents in a very short period of time and have uh, ports of call in the major uh, major cities and uh, in the uh, military bases as well. So, Well, if you have any solid evidence of this, I'm very interested. I've seen lots of, you know, weak evidence that that is mm. true. I suspect it, there's truth to it, uh, but I have yet to find anything really solid on it other than, you know, a few people that, have testified, but nobody of like a really high level that's really come out and said this stuff that the type of stuff we could use on want to know. Right, right. Well, but, you know, uh, if you want to talk about, you know, the secret space program, you know, they've got amazing claims and Corey Good, who I just don't fully trust. Right. Um, uh, you know, claiming that, you know, we're traveling all around the solar system and all this crazy stuff. And, you know, I believe totally that it could be true, but um, I don't close my mind to anything, but I need more solid sources than Corey yeah. Good and a few people speculating. You know, David Icke, who speculates a whole lot. Yeah, he yeah. tends to back his information up with a lot of uh, facts too, though. I well, mean, he will I, give you sources. I, he does I mean, give sources, so than... and I don't trust some of his sources. Uh, okay, all right. That's a whole longer story. Right. <laughs> well, we'll get into that the next time we uh, do another show. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, so but I, I want to go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was well, going to say I, we're I just, just about at the end of the show now. So that it's not so dark and shadowy. Um, if you go to wantsnow.info, um, one of the links, on, if you're on a laptop, it's on the left side, or you can find it in the drop-down menus, is a brighter future. And this really kind of lays out in just two pages, sort of. Um, what I've come to believe is the big picture of what's happening on Earth. Mm -hmm. And I can just summarize it very briefly for you. It's like that there is this powerful elite, um, which we've talked about, the Bilderbergs and all that, and their primary means for establishing control 
are through promoting fear, secrecy, polarization, and also through distracting people from their deeper purpose in life. Mm, uh-huh. And feel just these four things, fear, look at how much fear is used to manipulate it. The more you're in fear, the more you want to give up your sovereignty to hire you know, the government. So they, they can then control and manipulate you very easy. Secrecy is, let, is used so many ways. You know, in the names of national security, we're not sharing this stuff. And actually, they're covering up major things, including child trafficking and drug trafficking through secrecy. Polarization. Donald Trump's the great polarizer. After the banking crisis, we're all looking at the 1% and Occupy was such a big deal. Trump is back and now it's fighting again, left and right. As long as we're polarized, it's going to be a lot harder to transform. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Divide and conquer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then distracting people for purpose. You know, everybody's looking at, you know, sex and how to get rich and how to look good instead of like, wow, what's really meaningful and what can we do? And then the second part of this essay talks about how we can use all of these to transform our lives. Right. Number one, just getting really clear on what's your purpose and intentions in life. If you are clear on that, you can totally start living a different life that can be very fulfilling. Right. I invite people to take a look at that brighter future um, essay. It's very, I think you'll find it inspiring. Well, uh, we've come to the end of the show. It went really fast, Fred. I, I thought uh, it, it seemed to fly by, didn't it? Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it is good. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll mention one other thing that we haven't mentioned is that um, Want to Know That Info is part of a whole suite of websites run by a nonprofit that I manage called Peers. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of the, uh, the other websites are really some very inspiring stuff. And you can find the home website for that at www.peerservice.org, P-E-E-R-S-E-R-V-I-C-E.org. Wonderful. Well, Fred, uh, thank you so much for the work that you're doing to uh, expose the things that are, are true that we don't know about and for inspiring us to uh, move forward and, and uh, you know, take control of our lives and uh, be uh, responsible for ourselves because uh, they kind of go hand in hand. It's it's easy to get depressed and then be yeah. um, immobilized. And uh, mm-hmm. I know what you do is much more uh, upbeat and positive and uh, inspirational. So I just want to thank you for uh, doing the work that you do and doing it so well. Well, thank you, Lance, and thanks for this great conversation too. I love what you're doing, and just wish the very best to all of our listeners and just. Let's let's just vision together that we're creating transformation. And it's mm-hmm. going to be an exciting time to be alive. Absolutely. All righty, Fred. Well, uh, that's a wrap. Uh, okay. Good night, Fred. Good night, everybody. All right. Till next week. All the best week. to you and everyone. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Okay.